Welcome! You're listening to the Creative Women's Call podcast with Ari, where we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of having a small business and being a creative woman entrepreneur. Hi everyone! Today we actually have Heather Vickery on our podcast for this new season that we're going to have for Creative Women's Go podcast and I just can't wait to share with you her amazing story which I feel like super empowering and I was like oh my gosh she has been like gone through so many different stages in her life and she still wants to kind of help other women to share the same thing and just kind of guide them because you pretty much already have been in those shoes, right, Heather? Um, yeah, and it's just like amazing. So without further ado, let's actually just welcome you in um, to our podcast. And I would love for you to just kind of share with us a little bit about who you are and then um, what do you actually do day to day? And yeah, just share with us on that portion. Thank you so much, Ari. I'm excited to be here. I love everything that Creative Women's Co. is up to and the energy um, that all of you bring to the table. So thank you for having me on the podcast. Um, So I am, I like to bill it as a success coach. So sometimes I have to fine tune that and say it's life and business coaching. But really, what I do is help people find future and and level up on their success, both personally and professionally. I have been an entrepreneur for 20 years now, and um, I know a lot about business systems and strategies and how all of that works. And I partner that with um, you know some really great work on mindset and talking to yourself about limiting voices and what sort of stops you and blocks you, what gets in your way. And so I I like to see people. I, most of my clients uh, are already doing something that they may not think is awesome, but other people obviously think is awesome and then help them sort of transform into this next level of whatever it's going to be. So we work on really getting clear about what you want and what your values are and then figuring out what's blocking you. Why aren't you already there? What's What are the stories you're telling yourself that get in your way? What are the things that you're tolerating or putting off and not willing to, to push yourself into? And then creating a new plan with systems and strategies and boundaries, that word will come up again, I love boundaries, um, to really chip by chip, step by step, get you to where you want to go in a way that does not feel overwhelming um, and that, that feels like it's authentic to you, but it's still sort of pushing you a little bit out of your comfort zone. That's a lot. And I feel like when you talk about boundaries, and I was just like, yes, yes. I mean, like, the thing is that I feel like before I get to really understand how to set boundaries and how important boundaries is actually is for you as an entrepreneur, um, I feel like my life has just been such a mess because I'm just like letting everyone take over different things and stuff like that. And at one point, I realized, okay, you know what? I need to set time for myself and then I really need to figure out boundaries whether it's about like setting boundaries with clients or like other um, relationship uh, like with your friends and uh, even family too, right? Um, I think we talked a little bit about boundaries um, at our previous episode with um, Char from City Girl. I'm pretty sure you know her. I do know her, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) small world here in Chicago. Of course it is. (laughs) So let me actually ask you this question because I feel like right now before we dive in into talking more about who you are today, I'd like to just kind of hear about your story when you were young. So 
when you were young, what did you actually love to do, like exploring um, your day to day? And then like, what were you envisioning yourself doing when you were growing up? Do you remember that? Yeah, wow. Um, I was an only child. I was, I had off and on in and out. I had step siblings and half siblings, but I was really an only child. And I did a lot of creative play on my own. I can remember when I was very, very little, um, before I could play with my Barbies, I had to build a whole life for them and a whole background story. So they'd have names and what they were into. And then once that was all in place, then wait, they, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold yeah. on. You're creating like a brand persona for every <laughs> single Barbie. <laughs> I, I totally <laughs> created a, it is, it's funny because my, my first business that I ever created was an event and wedding planning business, which is how I know Star. Yeah. And um, it's in retrospect, it's very much what I what I do. So I went ended up going to college for um, theater, and I did directing. So it's the it's the same thing. You build a, a brand persona. Um, you take a look at the big picture. You've got to really know all of the details and where you want to go before you can start playing. And it's so it's so interesting, Ari. That's exactly what I do in coaching and in in teaching because. Um, the first thing we uncover with clients is is where they want to go and all of the little pieces that are going to get them there. And then we can start playing. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. Okay, now I'll go back to your Barbie. <laughs> I know. Um, so I, I did, well, I was alone a lot. So creativity was really, really important to me. I was into theater um, and eventually I got super into, into reading, but I was always kind of a loner. I had friends in every different circle. So it wasn't you know, I didn't, I didn't spend all my time with one set of, of people, which I think is interesting in retrospect as well. Um, because it shows that, that I'm versatile and that I like to, to sort of connect with all sorts of different people that makes me better. And it did, even when I was little learning things that were different from what I already knew. And, uh, I originally I wanted to be a teacher. Oh, which I do a lot of, I do a lot of teaching. I am a teacher by nature. Even when I was in events, um, there was a lot of educating, right? Educating mm-hmm. people on what to expect and how to plan an event and do all of that kind of stuff. So, um, I got, I was going to do early, early ed teaching. Now I, for those of you that don't already know this, I am a single mom of four. I love my children more than anything in the world, but I could not be a teacher, like an actual teacher, an early, early elementary teacher. Yeah. So that first year in college, uh, you know, when I'm in that kindergarten, learn how to be a kindergarten teacher class and I'm on the floor and I'm cutting and pasting and crafting. And I was like, nope, this is not, <laughs> this is not going to work for me. Um, <laughs> so then I played around and I, and I ended up with a double major in theater mm-hmm. and um, English. So I, I joke and say I got a degree in bullshit. Um, I know how to, I know, I know how to sell things. I know how to talk to people about things, but we could call it communications because that sounds nicer, but. Oh yeah, totally. (laughs) But bullshit was always fun. I was like, I had a degree in bullshit. I know how to, like, I know how to talk my way in and out of any situation. Um, And I, I just, I communicate well with people and I connect well with people. And I, one of the things that I learned is that um, I have a gift for making people feel uh, safe Mm -hmm. and they feel listened to, which is certainly something that is in my favor as a coach, but even as a friend, um, people, I I can, I just, all the time they come in and they start just unloading and, and that's a good thing for me. I don't, that doesn't feel heavy to me. It, It just proves to me that they feel safe in my, in my presence. Oh, wow. 
That's a lot, right? Like from the moment you start labeling or creating brand persona for your Barbie and then trying to figure out if you're going to be like a good fit as a kindergarten teacher. <laughs> you know what? Here's a random story from today. So, um, you know, you, prob- you probably know that I also have little kids at home, right? Yeah. So earlier today, we actually have this photo day at the preschool. So I was like, okay, it's- it can't be that bad. It's going to be an hour. So I went there, I was like, no, 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 I am not signing up for this. <laughs> this is like so much headache, so, so many kids crying, and we can't put everybody in the same position for photos and things like that. Oh, man, I can totally get it now why you don't want to be a kindergarten teacher. <laughs> I admire, I'm the school board president for the school that my children go to, mm-hmm. which is a, a private progressive education school. It's K through eight. And I love our kindergarten teacher. I'd mm-hmm. like to put her in my pocket and take her everywhere with me, <laughs> but I'm in awe of what she's able to do. It's not me. I could teach college. I, I right? Like I want to be able to push back. I want to go. Why do you think that? Like, you know, to dig in a little bit deeper. You can't do that with, with kindergartners. Yeah, I know. Anyway, speaking of the new you or this you today, yeah. what would you say um, things that were the main step uh, that you took to get to where you are today? Well, you know, life is a messy process. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there were a lot of steps. And, and I, you know, I turned 43 in December. So I've been in the workforce for quite a long time now. Uh, and, and things have shifted. I started doing events when I was very young, mm-hmm. like really very young in middle school and in high school. Um, I took on events from a volunteer standpoint and went straight into event planning out of college. And then I became an entrepreneur. And you learn a whole lot of other skills. Along the way, I got married and, um, you know, that's what you were supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And I started having these amazing babies, which I couldn't, I couldn't wait to have, but I started to recognize that I was coming at all of my decisions from a a place of fear. Everything I was doing, um, I was really shut down and I felt like all of my choices were which one's going to suck worse. And, um, that's a terrible place to be. And I think a lot of people feel that way, not just Mm -hmm. women, but a lot of people feel like they're not making any positive choices. They're just trying to not be scared all the time. Um, And in the interest of full disclosure, what that was really revolving around for me was after being married for um, over a decade and having four children, I had admitted to myself that, um, that I was gay Mm -hmm. and I was not, uh, married to the right person. He was a great guy and uh, very supportive of me, but that wasn't who I was. And I spent a couple of years trying to still make that all fit, sort of put it away, Mm -hmm. pack it up in a suitcase and you don't get married to get divorced. So uh, I was going to stay married because that was quote unquote the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. But I felt so broken. And one day I was sitting at the dining room table at breakfast, looking at my beautiful children. And I thought, what would I tell them to do if they were in my situation? What's the advice I would give them? And it certainly wasn't, well, just suck it up. You made your bed, now sleep in it. It was go out and be who you are and show the world that you're magical and face your fears and do, you know, all the things you want to tell your kids to do. Mm -hmm. And then it occurred to me at that exact moment that I could never expect them to do those things if I was not willing to do those things myself. And that thought shifted everything because I instantly went from fear-based 
to limitless possibility. If it was in an effort to prove to them that they could do anything, I could do anything. And it opened up all the doors for me and everything changed from there. That's amazing. I feel like we, we sometimes just try our best to tell the kids to do, um, you know, like the right thing to do or like something that we really want them to pursue. But then sometimes we forget that we didn't set the example to them yet. And we just like, okay, of course, they're not going to follow anything you say because you're not showing the example to them. And I'm so just kind of happy to hear that you actually do that for your kids, and which is amazing. It's important. And it works both ways. It works for clients. It works for friends. You know, people imitate what they see. Mm -hmm. People treat you the way you treat yourself. Yes. Um, all of that is really very true. That's why boundary work is important because if you have boundaries, people will respect your boundaries. If you don't have boundaries, they'll walk all over you. So yeah, but with my, with my little ones, I, I think about it constantly. That's my big deep why. And I go back to it all the time. Why am I working so hard? Why am I pushing for this? Why do I want this thing? Because I want them to see what I can do so that they can imagine what, what they can do. And it's, it's magic. Hi there, I'm Leslie Castromer from Creative Women's Co. I'm here to tell you about the collective membership. Many of you have been asking us about how you can be more involved and engaged with us, whether it's through our live events or online. Here's how. Join us as a collective member starting as low as $9 a month. You can join Ari and many other creative women entrepreneurs for quality conversations at our live and online events, learning brunches, casual cocktail events, panel gatherings, speed mentoring sessions, and more. Also included is a monthly collective members only live mastermind video call on a variety of topics to discuss your challenges and how you can thrive. All that and more included in your collective membership starting as low as $9 a month. Join us as a collective member today. Sign up at creativewomens.co slash membership. Heather, tell me, what was, I mean, like, was there ever a time where you feel like being an entrepreneur or being a business owner feels like you were facing a bad or ugly experience or you feel completely lost? Or is there like any type of experience at all like that that you've had in the past? Sure. Everybody has experiences like that. And sometimes um, I think it was more earlier on in my career when I sort of let clients be in charge mm-hmm. instead of me being in charge. And, uh, you know, I, it's one of the things I love about being an entrepreneur is I get to set the rules, yes. but rules only work if you manage expectations, right? So mm-hmm. before I had solid systems in place, things like office hours and a welcome letter that says, we're so excited that you're part of the team or, you know, welcome to the family. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to do these things together this is when you can reach me. This is where you can reach me. This is when you should expect a response from me. Like all of those kinds of things. Once I started putting those systems in place, uh, I had a lot fewer moments that felt ugly or alone, but you get without all of those things, you get so in the weeds, you get so deep down in feeling like all you do all the time is work and that you never, you never catch up and you're not really maybe producing your best work and you're not sure if your clients are happy and your family is not getting what they need, right? Yeah. And all of that shifted for me when I really discovered how to put together solid systems um, and, and boundaries. Again, here it comes back. <laughs> and so uh, that, that yes, a, a million times over. Um, and sometimes certainly it still happens. We can all step out of 
really good systems that we create, uh, the, the catch is giving yourself grace and then just getting right back on the horse there. So let's actually talk about the process that you mentioned, because I feel like so many times I have heard people just kind of feel like, you know, there are so many things that I've been doing lately, but I just don't feel like I have a control over my business and things like that. So would you want to share with us what is your process actually look like and how do you set your boundaries with um, your client based off the process that you already have, right? And then was that, has there ever been an experience where you feel like your client is not listening to your process or how would you kind of um, solve the problem where you feel like the client just ignore your process that you already set for them. Absolutely. So I want to start by saying something that I think is really, really important. When when people are trying to learn to run a business or to make something stronger, it is human nature to look towards somebody else and try to imitate what they're doing, right? So I can tell you all about my systems. But what is really important and what I work with each of my clients on is understanding that what works for me may not be what works for you. And the the boundaries that are acceptable to me may not be the boundaries that are acceptable to you. So the first thing, the most important thing is to identify what you actually want, what you want from a client experience, what you want from your family life, what you want from your business, and then sort of retrofit and try different systems to find out which ones really click for you and clients and friends and family respond to. So it's sort of a a work backwards. I, I mean, I do that with event planning timeline, right? You start with this big day and then I trickle backwards. Um, so where we need to be when we start. Mm -hmm. So for me, once I identified what I really wanted, so my work hours are 10 AM to 3 PM. Tuesday through Friday, because one of my most luxurious things as a business owner and as an entrepreneur is that I get to be the primary care provider for my kids. Mm -hmm. So I take them to school, I pick them up from school. Um, I don't compromise on that. And I'm very clear about what my hours are. So I had to set some systems around my hours and I have to work very smart in the time frame. Not a lot of hours. That isn't to say that I don't maybe work some evenings or some weekends, particularly because I um, share custody with my of my kids. Um, I have some evening and and time and I don't have to feel guilty about that, but, um, I never forward face with my clients after my work hours. So I use things like boomerang to send emails, um, later. Yes. I love boomerang too. Oh my God. It's amazing. (laughs) Right. I mean, I use boomerang for so many things. So when I onboard a new client, Mm -hmm. there are a couple of different systems that I do. I want to send an email about this and an email about that. And I want to ask him to schedule this appointment. When I first sign a contract with a client, I write all of those emails and I set them up in Boomerang to send at the dates they need to send so that I no longer have to have it in my mind as something that needs to get done. Yes. So one of my systems is just to get done as much on the front end as you can, because when things just fill up our brain space, it's really hard to function at the top of your game. Mm -hmm. I totally agree with you on that part. Yeah. (laughs) Because I just having that here and there. Automation. Well, you, this is a fun example. Uh, Ari, you and I had a chance to chat just yesterday because we're going to do an event together. Mm -hmm. And you said, if you could send me that stuff by January. And I was like, there's no way (laughs) in January, I'm going to remember to send you this stuff. So I'm going to send you this stuff today (laughs) and you can file it. Um, I just can't. Yeah. I can't live in that space because Mm -hmm. it would be like in the back of my mind all the time. And 
and there are so many other things that need to take take up the time. So I always think it's better to just sort of eat the frog, do the thing, get the thing off of your checklist and move on to the next thing. Um, you know, boundaries are thing are is how you what you deem is acceptable to you in lots of different arenas. And so I went around and figured out what is accept is it acceptable to me for clients to call me at all hours of the night or email me at all hours of the night? No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Um is it acceptable to me to never know when I'm going to hear back from a client? Um, no, it's not, right? So I figure out what I need from somebody and I tell them what I need from them. And then they can give it to me. So people can't give you what you need if they don't know what it is. That's true. So Heather, what, I mean, uh, has it ever happened where client just like step out of your process and then try to call you in the middle of the night or maybe over the weekend and really kind of demand like hey pay attention to me right now and things like that how how did you handle that it does happen um it doesn't happen as much with coaching most people are pretty respectful and they they consider me more of an authority figure Mm -hmm. but in events when I was doing more events um clients would call all the time and I used to answer the phone. I used to say, oh, I'm, I'm on site at somebody's event. I can't do this now, but I can talk to you tomorrow. I reached a point where I simply didn't. I remind them later of my boundaries. I say, I received your message. Thank you so much for calling me. Um, as you will recall, my office hours are blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so I'm getting back to you now. Actually, my voicemail even says, if you've reached me after 5 p.m. or on the weekend, know that you will get a return call the next business day. Oh, okay. That's actually pretty smart. I didn't even think of actually putting it in the voicemail. Okay, that's a good note for me. Yeah. So they know, right? If I don't call them back, they've been told. I'm not you're not going to get a call back until the next business day. Yeah, that's true. So okay. Now moving on to the next question. What will be the next thing for your business or for yourself um, in terms of like professional development or your personal development? It's exciting. So I have been um, phasing out of being the lead event planner for my event planning firm. It's a wonderful company. And so I have an amazing team of people that are going to handle that. And I'm really shifting all of my energy over into the coaching arena. I am working on an online course, which I'm very excited about. Um, I know it's going to be a lot of fun. It's been a challenge for me. Uh, It's a lot of work too, right? It's so much work, (laughs) but I, I needed to find a way. I was blocking it. I kept, I kept blocking myself on it and I needed to find a way to get excited about it. So I have a new, a new plan that I'm really excited about and, um, doing a ton of speaking and training and workshops coming up. It's been a really exciting couple of months where opportunities have been presenting themselves. And, and Ari, for me, it's about being in conversation with people. Mm -hmm. It's about being of service, helping people, um, sort of see that light bulb go off and the excitement of that. And so that's really where I'm spending my energy in what ways can I, can I really help transform people and be of service to them? Um, and those are the ways that I'm doing that. So it's really exciting stuff. Wow. I can't wait to actually have to see all of the fruit from your planning and this e-courses thingy because I know from experience that thing is so much work. But do let me know how things are going with you, if there's anything that I can help or um, Creative Women's Co. people can help you with because I know some of us has probably done that or in the planning of doing that as well, just making sure that you're not alone in that process. And, you know, I can always talk to us too on that portion. 
Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I love the partnership that I've built with Creative Women's Co. We're doing some fun things together. So it's very exciting. Yeah. Can't wait to share that too. I know. <laughs> okay, two more questions for you. Um, is there a personal message or favorite quote that you want to share with uh, the listeners or our fellow Creative Women Entrepreneurs? Absolutely. So the two, the two things, one is authentic to me, which I think I might've mentioned earlier is everything you really want is just on the other side of uncomfortable. Um, know that if it feels uncomfortable, it's because it should, because it's different and it's outside of your comfort zone, but that's where the magic is. So step out of your comfort zone. Yes. And the other thing is I have, um, on my desk because it reminds me all the time that you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. Ooh, I like that quote. Yeah. The step doesn't have to be big. Start with a little one. Yes, totally. I feel like so many people just kind of feel that they don't want to start something knowing that they probably will fail, but you never know until you try, right? And there's so much learning in the failure. There yeah. is actually no such thing as failure as long as you gain something out of it that helps you try something new. Mm -hmm. uh, I was at a conference um last year and i hope that the language that this is okay but somebody said the the best process is to try something fuck it up try it again fuck it up try it again <laughs> fuck it up until you get somewhere that it works that's good you can't have something that works if you haven't made a mistake yes totally and i think you build up from all of that experience the mistake and pretty much the whole process that you've been through that will definitely help you build either something new or like make things better just fail forward you know Absolutely. Fail forward. That's a great line. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Fail forward. I, I love it. I was not going to talk about that in the group. Anyway, all right. So last question. Where can people find you after this podcast? I am so easy to find. So my uh, website is www.vickeryandcospelledout.com. So Vickery and Co is my call tag on Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, Facebook is at Vickery and Co. Again, all spelled out. And I have a really fun series those of you that have been listening and have sort of been interested in this, how to create your own work-life balance and boundaries thing. I have a blog series out right now um, that we're about halfway through, but you can access all of it where we talk just about that, where you can design how to design a, a balance that works for you and fits into what you're actually looking for out of life. It's a really fun series. So check it out and let us know what you think of it. That's great. Thank you so much, Heather, for having, I mean, like pretty much including us to your day-to-day -day busy schedule, obviously, and um, just be on our podcast. It's going to be like an amazing insight for people about boundaries that you mentioned, uh, creating rules and all that different things. So yeah, thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Yeah, I know. And I will see you at other events. So everyone, thank you so much for listening. And if you ever have any questions at all about Heather, feel free to reach out to her. We'll definitely include all her details and information on the podcast info. And until then, bye-bye. Bye. This episode was sponsored by Chikalafia Design. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you have an amazing day.